For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the blood covenant this is part eight of the series so now in the last part of this teaching we're going to be sharing with you in detail how the new covenant is a blood covenant so in doing so we need to see that yeshua is the representative of the new covenant in isaiah chapter 42 verse 1 and verse 6 it is written behold my servant whom i uphold my elect in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness, and will hold your hand and keep you, and give you for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. We can furthermore see how Yeshua is the representative of the new covenant from Hebrews chapter 7, verses 22 and 27, as it is written. By so much was Yeshua made a surety of a better testament for this he did once when he offered up himself and then in hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 how much more shall the blood of yeshua who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god yeshua came to confirm the promises made to the fathers meaning the covenant that was made with abraham isaac and jacob as well as his obligations in giving the Torah, which he gave to his people as a blood covenant on Mount Sinai. In Romans chapter 15 verse 8 it is written, Now I say that Yeshua Messiah was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. So as part of a blood covenant ceremony, there is an exchange of garments. So now we're going to begin to share with you a variety of things associated with the exchange of garments in the new covenant. And in the first, we repent of our sins for forgiveness of our sins. In Luke chapter 24 verse 47 it is written, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And then in Colossians chapter 1 verse 14 it is written, In whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. So in the exchange of garments we go from being enemies of God because we're separated from God because of our sins to being saved and a part of his covenant family. In Romans chapter 5 verse 10 it is written, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. So in being forgiven of our sins and being saved, we go from death 
to eternal life. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it is written, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Yeshua Messiah, our Lord. So in the exchange of garments, we exchange our sins for Yeshua's righteousness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it is written, For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Yeshua is our righteousness. This was prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 6 as it is written. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 it is written. But of him are you in Messiah Yeshua who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So in the exchange of garments... We receive healing through the shed blood of Yeshua for sickness and disease. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it is written, Who his own self bear our sins and his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So in the exchange of garments... We receive the love of God in exchange for the love of the world. In Romans chapter 8 verse 39 it is written, Nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Messiah Yeshua our Lord. And then in 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 it is written, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So the next thing in the exchange of garments is we exchange being carnally minded, that's worldly minded, for the mind of Messiah. In Romans chapter 8 verse 6 it is written, For to be carnally minded or worldly minded and have values according to the world and the world system is death. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16 it is written, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him? But we have the mind of Messiah. So in the exchange of garments, we receive joy for mourning, and we receive praise for heaviness. In Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3, at the end of the verse, it is written, To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. In the new covenant exchange of garments, we receive the peace of Yeshua in exchange for the world's tribulations. In John chapter 16 verse 33 it is written, In me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 it is written, In the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Messiah Yeshua. Another exchange of garments is that we exchange our weaknesses for Yeshua's strength. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 it is written, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Messiah may rest upon me. Continuing in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Messiah's sake. For when I am weak, then through Yeshua am I strong. So in these exchange of garments, we receive sonship in Yeshua 
in exchange for our humanity. Romans chapter 8, verse 8, it is written, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So now we're going to look at the exchange of strengths, where we receive the armor of God in exchange for the weakness of our flesh. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, it is written, Watch ye and pray, lest you enter into temptation. For the spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, it is written, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So now that we've looked at some of the exchange of garments in the New Covenant, now we're going to look at some of the blessings that we receive in the New Covenant. So first, we're going to look at when we believe and accept Yeshua as the Messiah, repent of our sins, and receive forgiveness of sins through his shed blood, we have eternal life. In John chapter 3, verse 36, it is written, He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. And then in 1 John chapter 2, verse 25, it is written, And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. So we can see that when we believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, we have eternal life from 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, as it is written. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. And he that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son has not life. When we believe and receive Yeshua as the Messiah, we become a member of the family of Yeshua. And the name of his family is the house of Jacob. In Luke chapter 1 verse 33 it is written, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then in Acts chapter 20 verse 28 it is written, The church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Then in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 it is written, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. So in Yeshua, he makes it possible for us to rule and reign in life over the kingdom of darkness. In Romans chapter 5 verse 17 it is written, But if by one man's offense death reigned by one, speaking of Adam and his sin in eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden of Eden, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Yeshua HaMashiach. So among the blessings that we have in the new covenant is we have spiritual access to the throne of God in the heavenly holy of holies. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 it is written, Having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest, that's the holy of holies, by the blood of Yeshua. So in the new covenant, by receiving Yeshua as Messiah, Savior, and Lord, we are joint heirs with Yeshua. In Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17, it is written, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Messiah. In the new covenant, the God of Israel promises us that he would meet our needs. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 it is written, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Messiah Yeshua. Another blessing in the new covenant is when we believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, we are given the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 7 verse 39 it is written, But this spoke he of the Spirit which they 
that believe on him should receive. And then in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, it is written, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be immersed, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua Messiah, for the remission of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we can see how, in believing in Yeshua as the Messiah, we receive the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, as it is written, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14, it is written, That good thing which was committed unto you keep by the Holy Spirit which dwells in us. So, in addition to the indwelling Holy Spirit, by believing in Yeshua as Messiah, as members of the body Messiah, we are given various spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit to be used in service of Yeshua and his kingdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 and verse 6, it is written, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. Continuing in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 9, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Another blessing in the New Covenant is that in the name of Yeshua, we can be used by Him in the power of the Holy Spirit through faith to heal the sick. In Luke chapter 9 verse 2 it is written, And He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And then in Acts chapter 3, verse 6 and verse 16, it is written, Then Peter said, In the name of Yeshua Messiah of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. So among our new covenant blessings is that in the name of Yeshua, we can cast out demons. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, it is written, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. In Acts chapter 16 verse 18 it is written, And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Yeshua Messiah to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Another blessing that we have in the New Covenant in believing in Yeshua as the Messiah is that we will receive a glorified, resurrected body like Yeshua. In John chapter 11, verse 25, it is written, Yeshua said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Romans chapter 6, verse 5, it is written, For if we've been planted together in the likeness of Messiah's death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. We can see how we will receive a resurrected body like Yeshua. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22 and verse 44, it is written, For as in Adam all die, even so in Messiah shall all be made alive. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So now we've looked at, regarding the parts and elements of a blood covenant as it relates to the new covenant, the exchange of garments, blessings, and now we're going to look at some of the terms of the new covenant. The first is if we will repent of our sins and receive Yeshua's shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins and believe in our heart that Yeshua is the Messiah and that God has raised him from the dead and making Savior of our lives, we will be saved. In Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 it is written that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So salvation in Yeshua is for both Jew and non-Jew. In Romans chapter 10 verses 12 and 13 it is written, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Romans chapter 10 verse 13 is quoting from or making a reference to Joel chapter 2 verse 32 which says, And it will come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered or saved. So we are saved by grace through faith. Just as when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. It was done by the grace of God on behalf of his faithful promise that he made to Abraham when the people showed faith in the words of the God of Israel by putting the blood of the Lamb upon the doorpost and following the same principle by which the children of Israel were saved or redeemed or delivered out of Egypt is how we are saved in Yeshua in the new covenant. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 it is written, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Then in Romans chapter 3 verse 28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the Torah. So just as when the children of Israel came out of Egypt through the grace of God, when they showed faith by putting the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost, then they came to Mount Sinai and they were given commandments regarding how they were to live their lives on a daily basis to please the one who had already saved them by grace through faith in bringing them out of Egypt. In the same way, we're told that after we're saved by grace through faith, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, as well as being justified by faith, in Romans chapter 3 verse 28, that after we are saved by grace through faith, we're to live out our faith in Yeshua as the Messiah on a daily basis by following His Torah, whose details is keeping His statutes and judgments. So in Romans chapter 3 verse 31 it is written, Do we, that is Jew and non-Jew, do we make void, that means to do away with, the Torah, or following the Torah, through faith, or because we've been saved by grace through faith? Now notice how Paul answers the question. God forbid. Yes, we establish the Torah after we're saved by grace through faith. So the new covenant is the Torah written upon our heart. In Hebrews chapter 8 verse 8 at the end of the verse, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. In Hebrew, we can understand this to be a renewed covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Continuing in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my Torah in their mind, and I will write it in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. So after we're saved by grace through faith, we are to be followers of Yeshua, or disciples of Him. And in doing so, we are to walk as He walked. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it is written, As you have therefore received Messiah Yeshua the Lord, so walk in Him. Walking is how you live your life. And walking is a reference to following the Torah. So in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, it is written, He that says he abides in him ought himself to walk, that means to live our lives, even as he walked. And how did Yeshua walk? How did he live his life? He followed the Torah. And after we're saved by grace through faith, we should do the same. So given that we've covered that it was Yeshua that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, loving him and keeping his commandments is following his Torah. So we take his written Torah, that is to be written upon our heart, that comes through the New Covenant, 
and we're to follow his Torah that's written upon our heart through the help, guidance, and inspiration in leading of the Holy Spirit. So the way in which we're to follow Yeshua's Torah in the New Covenant is with the help of the Holy Spirit. That is because the Holy Spirit is our Torah teacher. In John chapter 16 verse 13, Yeshua said, Howbeit when he, that is the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. So we can see how the Holy Spirit helps us to walk in Yeshua's Torah from Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 26 and 27 as it is written. A new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, to keep my judgments, and do them. So this is how Paul testified that he lived out his faith in Yeshua the Messiah in Romans chapter 7 verse 22 where he said, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man, or the one that follows the Torah by the Holy Spirit. So walking in the Spirit is following Yeshua's Torah. So in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27 it is written, And I will put my Spirit within you, that's the new covenant, and the Holy Spirit will cause you to walk in my statutes, that's the divine decrees of the God of Israel, and keep my judgments, that's loving your neighbor as yourself and doing unto others as you'd want them to do unto you. And by following Yeshua's Torah by the Holy Spirit, Paul explains in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, we have no condemnation. So in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 it is written, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Messiah Yeshua, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So now we're going to see that the two greatest commandments of the Torah, and the first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and the second being love your neighbor as yourself, is going to be associated with the words do and live. And the words do and live are going to be associated with keeping the statutes and judgments of Yeshua. So let's see this from Luke chapter 10 verses 25 and 26 it is written. And behold a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying Master what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Yeshua said unto him what is written in the Torah? How do you read it or how do you interpret it? Continuing on in Luke chapter 10 verses 27 and 28. And he answering said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Yeshua said unto him, You have answered right or correctly. And now pay attention to this phrase, This do and you shall live. The phrase do and live, Yeshua is making a hint or a reference to Leviticus chapter 18 verse 5 where it is written, You shall therefore keep my statutes, the hokim, the divine decrees of the God of Israel, and my judgments, the commandments about how you treat other people, which if a man does, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. So now let's understand in greater detail what Yeshua was trying to say about the two greatest commandments. So in seeking to understand this, we're going to make a parallel well, that's going to conclude part 8 of the series on the subject, The Blood Covenant. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.